Welcome to Las Chicas del Pod. On this podcast, we get together every week and talk to you, our besties, about anything that comes to mind, anything we want to catch up with, and just have conversations. My name is Samantha, a.k.a. Mexican Chunli. And my name's Amy D. Today, you guys. So let's see. A few weeks ago, I actually hit you guys up on Instagram and I was like, we're about to film. What do you guys want us to talk about? So many good topics that Sam and I kind of just decided that we were going to go through all of the answers that you guys gave in the submissions and kind of touch on it a little bit for each topic, I guess, or, or, or say maybe a, a sentence or a little phrase of um, for every single topic that you guys wanted us to talk about, because there's a lot of really good ones. And then in the comments down below, you can always let us know if you want us to like hit them more in depth for yeah. a longer episode yeah. on just something specific, because I feel like sometimes a lot of people think alike and maybe going through certain situations in life. Yeah. And they kind of just want their question or topic answered. Yeah. And not everybody can kind of relate to that. But um, you may not even have a question or you may not even have a concern, but you may be interested in what we are going to respond to that. Yeah. And our perspectives on it. Yeah. yeah. So whew, let's begin. You ready? I'm ready. I'm nervous. Okay, the first one. So, okay, let me just tell you guys, first of all, like what I put. I literally just put, uh, we are filming today. What do you guys want us to discuss? Tell me why the first answer is. The first question? Oh, yeah. No, it's an answer. Yeah. It's not even a question. Like, what do you want us to discuss? Metiche mother-in-laws. Oh, my God. They were fast. <laughs> they were like, Metiche mother-in-laws. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I like you guys entering these. I'm like, damn, like y'all must be going through these There's, situations yeah, that's right now. Their, their own tea. For without sure. Knowing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's funny. That's so but true. what do you think about Metiche mother-in-laws? Have you ever encountered one? No. Or thank, had one? Thank God. I have not. Me neither. I, I can't talk too much about it besides like seeing other people's experience, right? Yeah. Uh, but I do think that in those type of situations, it's really important for your partner to be the one to stick up for you and ask for them to respect you because to me, a mother-in-law is a mutual respect. And yeah. so I try to keep it as respectful as possible. Even if they are trying to be disrespectful to me, like I still respect the fact that she's your mom and so I would want and need my partner to stick up for me and not necessarily be argumentative, but all this, decirle, you know, like that you're overstepping the boundaries yeah. and please respect me and my decisions. And like, it's my life, you know, yeah. you know, it's crazy. A lot of the times it's your partner not doing what they should be doing by setting the boundary with their mom. Yeah, that is what it is. What it is. And we get upset at the mother-in-laws for crossing as many boundaries as they do, but their own sons aren't putting a stop to it. No. So you're mad at your mother-in-law when your your man ain't doing nothing about it. Who should you really be mad at? Well, <laughs> I think that when a mom is given that importance or when she's given that leeway and that freedom to do that is yeah. because more likely than not her and her son have 
like an emotional ancestral relationship, right? And it sounds really like, you know, gross and out there, but it's it's an emotional attachment that's unhealthy and the the type of relationship they have is is emotional incest. And yeah. it sounds really weird, you guys, but look it up. I swear to you, it's a lot more common than we think. And we think like, oh, mama's boys and like whatever, but it's not all the time, but more often than not, mama's boys were given a place in their mom's emotional need pyramid that was way too high for what a mother and son relationship should be emotionally. And so they just build that dynamic and that shit could last all the whole lifetime. Sheesh, that was good. That was that. That's your answer. That's look. That's your answer, girl. I'm glad we're doing this, okay? Because it's a fact. Like, yeah, I feel like I have never myself been in a situation like this. Also, because I don't ever come in like being like, "That's my man now," and you are never gonna be in his life, and da 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 da. Right? Which I'm not saying you are the one that asks, but a lot of women do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the times mothers don't know the limits with their sons, but because their sons don't put a limit to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, honestly, it is, uh, it's going to be a work in progress, even setting those boundaries, but you definitely need to have a conversation with your husband, with your boyfriend, with whomever this person is, um, so that they can actually, set those boundaries and actually respect them when you're around or when you're not around so that when you do come around it's not like me and my suegra against each other vibes it's like this is my wife and the bible says that once i get married you are secondary mom you know what i mean like this is my first family so my direct family but again, the man has to be the one to be like, talk to the mom. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, oftentimes when they do have that dynamic with the mom, it's like they don't know it. They don't realize it. And they really have never set those boundaries with the mom. So I think initially it might be a little bit hard. So you might have to have some patience. But hopefully once it's done, like you know, you're good. Yeah. 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 It'll, it definitely will take some time, but it, anything that you work on will get better. Yeah. So true. being intentional about it. Okay. The next person, um, wanted us to talk about being more confident in yourself and how to boost self-confidence. Mm. That's kind of a good one, huh? Yeah. People constantly ask me like, how are you so confident? And honestly, like, even there's even a tiktok trend going around of like your teenage self on top versus like oh, yeah, what yeah. you look like now and it's so funny because i did it and when i recorded it i didn't record it with like my actual voice so like you couldn't even see my actual or hear my actual reaction but i literally looked at it and i was like i did not look like that like i was a chubby teenage girl full of acne and I just did not look like that. Yeah. I you mean, know? And I'm like, that doesn't. It, it just, just looks like you without blemishes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not what it is. And so the point to this and, and, and the being more confident, I think it starts with um, not comparing yourself. 
Boom. You know, and I think it starts with really like I have this thing where I talk to myself in the mirror and I'm not afraid to like tell people that I literally talk to myself, even if, if, if it's not in the mirror, like I wake up and I'm like, good morning, Amy. Like, I don't have to be sleeping next to anybody is like it's a good morning i am awake i am healthy i am wealthy and i am divine okay like i just that already helps me to feel better and it's just one of those things where the days that i'm not feeling my best i still look at myself and i'm still loving myself and accepting myself and accepting the flaws that i find in myself yeah for what me, about you? like, I feel like what makes me confident is when I know that I'm doing things that are good for me and I could look the exact same physically, because if you're saying like confidence, like, you know, insecurity about your physical, whatever, um, I could be looking the same as I do on the regular basis. But if I know that I'm hitting that skincare routine, that I'm eating properly, that I'm nourishing my body, that I'm taking care of myself, that I'm reading, that I'm setting boundaries and that I am always going to bet on me. That's what makes me feel confident because it's like those things, they kind of like you get to a certain level of maintenance of like yourself yeah to where it's like there's no way that you're gonna be down on yourself if it takes x y and z to maintain the type of person that you are walking into a room yeah you know and so i feel like that makes you hold yourself to a certain standard of confidence and it kind of it's almost like you fake the confidence too at first because you have to constantly reassure yourself and and get into the mode of like putting yourself a little bit more out there to feel confident. Yeah. And one of those things, it's so crazy, but it's literally like walking and not being on your phone, walking and yes. looking up, walking and putting your shoulders back, mm-hmm. like walking and not looking at the floor, like it's so crazy today i was on my way home and i passed by a school and all of the kids even walking in groups were either watching the floor as they're walking or they were on the phone yeah and i'm like i remember being in middle school literally feeling so self-conscious about myself that i walked the same way and now i am so intentional about not being on my phone when i'm walking because that already speaks confidence in itself and that opens you up and that for sure opens you up to meeting people that opens you up to saying hello to the gardener whomever like that crosses your path but walking with your head up high and a smile on your face like that says so much about you and that's just how you can start you know like literally like even just walking and not looking at the ground i think that's big yeah i used to do that all the time honestly and now i'm like no first of all you're not gonna catch me slipping because ain't nobody gonna come from behind me and try to steal nothing because i'm paying attention to my surroundings yeah and second of all i look good as fuck because yep i am walking and i am too like and you are yeah 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 so hype yourself taking up. up space for sure taking that being up, comfortable taking and taking up space. up space and don't compare yourself a lot of us compare ourselves and we're like oh she's prettier or oh she's she does this because she got this or oh like i wish i had this because they have this and comparison is the thief of joy 
stop comparing yourself to anybody else you do what you have to do for yourself and feel it girl talk to yourself in the mirror and be like hell yeah look at that booty hell like everything that you need to tell yourself yeah that's just how it goes affirmations yeah um let's talk careers and businesses um they didn't specifically like tell us what they wanted us to talk about regarding careers and businesses but um somebody else did ask like being successful without like a college degree Mm -hmm. and do you have a college degree no i did go to college for a little bit but i never finished and so you didn't get your aa or nothing i didn't i never got nothing okay Mm -hmm. yeah i went to college for like super little bit too only got like a loan out and shit and like got into debt (laughs) and then um didn't finish school i just felt like it wasn't for me and i felt like i just needed to get to work and do what i needed to do and i continue to do what i need to do to be able to you know have different streams of income um but i also don't have a, a a college degree and i am pretty successful yeah. so um there are things that you can do out there i don't usually talk about my job specifically like on social media but there is definitely a lot of things that you can do out there and you don't need a college degree i think that that's just kind of what our society has led us to believe and maybe in mexico for sure like if you don't go to school in mexico you are not doing much for yourself you can't there's not a lot of possibilities yeah but here um it it, it's kind of like how back in the days like they didn't accept tattoos or visible tattoos and now it's like you can literally be in corporate america with tattoos on your face yeah that shit is fucking crazy to me i think it's important to normalize um people just building skills and like certifications and that type of thing because you might be passionate about something and actually have the talent and the skill to perform at a good level even better than someone who probably went to school for it just because like you're gifted at it but because society tells us it has to be done through a institution of school and education um sometimes that discourages us yeah so if it's between like going to school for something and then knowing that you could get your foot in the door at the bottom and get a certification or whatever and you feel very passionate about it i don't see that as being like the most terrible decision yeah to make but it but it is seen as a negative like route to take you know it's a low rest the road less traveled because you do have to create those opportunities for yourself. And I feel like you can network your way into positions as well. Right. Um, and for me, I, I feel that, um, I've gone through like a trial and error in a lot of areas in my life. Like I've done business, I've, I've done businesses, I've done, um, trying to, work in certain industries and not really being something that I'm interested in. And then to now I feel I'm in a place where I'm just going to make the decision of what it is exactly that I'm going to do and just tunnel vision through it. Because when it comes to a business, everybody tells you just go for it, start it, do it like, like do it scared, do it, whatever. And it's like, yeah, do it scared, do it. However, but keep in mind that there are going it is going to come with challenges and if you're not passionate enough about it and about your mission and about what you're about 
it's it's not gonna really pan out for the long run like if i'm being honest with you you know and a lot of times it'll take a lot of like trial and error as well so i feel like I'm in that boat where I've had a lot of trial and errors um, and I'm still figuring things out. So just being graceful to yourself in the process of when you don't feel as successful, you don't feel as accomplished. Um, I have preaching to the a repertoire <laughs> of, you know, I have experiences and with those experiences, I've learned a lot, you yeah. know, and moving forward, I just know like I need to be a lot more like very, um, I guess, more not impulsive but what do you call it like intentional with what i'm what with what i do next yeah so honestly um that's kind of what i was gonna say about businesses too that number one it's if you want to do it do it and if you want to try it out try it out it's not as easy as it looks and i don't believe that everyone's made out to be an entrepreneur and i do believe that there are some people that are really good at working nine to fives yeah. And I do believe that there are some people that are really good at doing what they do. You know, I think that regardless of where you end up, it doesn't mean that the entrepreneur is better than you because you're working a nine to five. You can very much have a very good life with your nine to five. I think that a lot of people fail to mention about the entrepreneurship life or about having businesses is that you're working more than eight hours a day. So you may think you're going to work for eight hours and get all these kinds of money, but you in the beginning of businesses, you are going to be working a lot more than you will be working at your nine to five. So you got to be prepared to put in that work. You got to be prepared to be, you know, the employee, the custodian, the manager, the CEO, like everything about that company is you in the beginning, especially if you don't come from a rich family who can just provide all of that for you. You are HR, you are customer service, you are everybody. Yeah, so, quality control. Yeah, anything. like people forget that, you know, and and we see a lot of people who do have it easier or who have had the advantage of being able to go into things already with money and we're like, oh yeah, like I'll just hire this, I'll just hire that, I'll just do this, I'll just do that. And it's hard. It's it's hard. It doesn't mean you can't do it. You can definitely do it and you can build something from the ground up, but it does take work. So whatever it is that you decide to do, just be ready to work. Work, 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 work. <laughs> yeah, I think the key to it is just like being intentional with whatever it is that you do do. Like even if you're like, I'm going to try this out for a few months, do the best at it that you can so you could have the best possible result and learn from whatever you need to learn from the experience, regardless of the outcome, you know? Yeah, for sure. Somebody said, and, and this is a, a question in Spanish, um, ¿Cuánto se le aguanta a un hombre? So how do you... Um, how much do you put up with from a man? How much do you put up with? How much? How much do you put up with? Are you asking me how much I put up with? Or are you asking people how much you they should put up with? Because I feel like if you're asking that question based on you, you know right. what I mean? Like, like, like if I'm me? like, no, like, you know what I mean? If yeah. I'm saying how much should I put up with 
from a man, I feel like I'm already putting up with too much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you had to ask, like you already feel like there's a, a deficit yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. There's already a deficit. And so now it's only a matter of Time. when you will leave this person because eventually you will and yeah. eventually you'll get tired or eventually you'll knack so much that he'll get tired of it and then he'll leave but you don't have to put up with anything you don't want to put up with i think that's just what it is and i think it varies from person to person sure. obviously because we all have our trauma triggers and insecurities and stuff so i i feel like and depending on the relationship dynamic like Maybe to you, you're putting up with a lot, but he might be putting up with a lot on his end too. But it just, the question itself, it, it has a negative connotation yeah. to it. To where maybe if it was worded like, um, would you put up with X, Y, and Z? Then maybe we could have like a more solid response on like if it's only one situation but when you put it in how much can you put up with that's multiple things okay so she gave a little she gave oh, a she did. Uh, she did she said my boyfriend is i don't know what this means my boyfriend is 100 percent our provider so our there's more than you and um detalloso but never takes chores unless i tell him what he needs what what needs to be done is this normal Older generations says say say it is. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, that the gen older generations would think that's normal. right. So um, I think at the end of the day, honestly, in your relationship is whatever you think is right for you. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what the older generations think. Yeah. It thinks what I like. What matters is how you feel, and I think we are all programmed to believe certain things. We are all programmed to grow up in certain religions to do the things that our families have done because that's how we were raised. But this is your world, and we all just live in it. You decide, and your man just lives in it. This is your world, so you decide in your world and in your life what you want to put up with and you decide how traditional you want to be in your relationship I cannot tell you what's right and what's wrong because what I want may not be what you are willing to have or put up with or you may not be ready to leave a relationship and then I'm the bad one because I told you go and I'm not telling you to go but I'm just saying <laughs> I feel like if I was a stay at home person, because she's saying that he financially provides for them, mm -hmm. which might just be her and him. If you think about it, us would be her. She didn't say us. She said our. For our? Yeah. Provides for our? 100% our provider. Okay. Oh, so then it's maybe like she has like a, a, a child Kid, or Kid, a mom. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who's yeah. there? Um, I might... I might do the chores for an 100% provider. Yeah. You but, know, but but if you but have do me, you work, that's what I'm saying. If But she's saying uh, if he's an 100% provider, then that means that I'm 0% provider and I probably don't work. But let's just assume, True. right? Yeah. If, we don't have all if the If I'm working, ain't no way I'm doing all the chores. Right. But if you have me not working... I'll do the chores. I mean, <laughs> the, this is just my personal, you know, perspective. Which and is, what chores are you talking about? Yeah. Chores are, it, 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 it's a broad, like, you. Like, does he I have you more. mowing the lawn and yeah, shit? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what chores <laughs> are we talking about? Okay. Um, 
forgiveness after you've been done dirty always relate to you on this um so forgiveness in any relationship right because this could be a friendship or a partnership um i think forgiveness is about you forgiveness is not about the other person and as i've continued to work on forgiving others right because i have been done dirty dirty in many situations family friends platonic relationships like there is a lot of times where we feel hurt and we feel like we were done dirty and you can take the higher road by distancing yourself from people and forgiving them from afar and come back to a relationship with them whenever you're ready, if you ever are. Um, But I think forgiveness is all about you. Yeah, I think it's a conscious effort that you have to make Mm -hmm. because if you're in a place where let's say it's like recent or fresh in your mind and then you're expecting yourself to forgive in that moment you have to be patient with yourself because it has to be a conscious effort that you make to do it yeah and then i i feel like the more i the more that i learn about life the easier it's become to forgive because i've learned that hurt people are the ones that hurt people and i've learned you know certain aspects of myself that have put me in the places to be done dirty quote unquote and sometimes being done dirty is a mutual like situation that could have happened it's it's um it's not always one-sided right um for the times that it is of course like that's another situation but i'm saying there's a lot of elements to being quote unquote done dirty because there's been times where I felt like I was done dirty. But then looking back now, it's like, no, this person showed me what kind of person they were and I allowed them to remain in my life. Mm -hmm. And then I guess I got done dirty. It's almost like I have to take some type of accountability myself for it too. You know, depending on what happened, I'm talking about misunderstandings and like, you know, simple little scams. I'm not talking about, you know, more intense situations. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely for you. Like I've never tried to forgive someone for them. Like I've always done it for me. (laughs) And also I think what we have to remember is that most people, actually all people, all of us, we all act according to how we feel inside and according to our awareness of things. And, you know, sometimes we let our ego act out and sometimes we really think about it and we don't allow our ego to act out because we have more awareness now than we did before. But when somebody hurt your feelings is most times they didn't do it intentionally. They did it because they were acting on however they knew was best at the time. And when you start to feel compassion for the fact that some people lack a lot of emotional awareness, then you start to also be able to show them grace and forgive them because they didn't know any better. They didn't know how to treat you. They didn't know what you thought they knew. You gave them more credit than they were due and 
you just got to move forward and forgive yourself. Or even if they knew better, they were gaining something from what they did to you that they were severely lacking because you would have to be in a place of lack to want to do someone dirty for your benefit. Yeah. Like maliciously, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, Imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome? It's like when you're in a situation, let's say you get like a job position and you don't you feel like you have an opportunity or something, but you don't feel worthy of it or you feel like I'm here, but I'm not like good enough to be really. I feel like an imposter is somebody who who pretends to be something they're not. No, it's a syndrome because you feel like it, but it's you're not. Let me see. Watch. Let me just Google it real quick. So it's a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of what because I've heard of that term a lot, especially when people reach like a certain level of success, Um, a, like a very easy example could be the podcast right let's say it gains overnight success um at whatever capacity Mm -hmm. and at that point we just feel like oh my god like i feel like this podcast is not even good enough for Mm. it to be placed on a pedestal and i feel like at any moment people are gonna realize that it's not that good of a podcast insecurity and it yeah it's it's insecurity for sure okay yeah so what was the question about it it just said (laughs) for us to talk about it oh shit yeah um i feel like the only way that i i would feel imposter syndrome is if i like lied my way into a position at at a job which i know we've which i have before we've all decorated yeah we've all decorated it so i feel like i'm fine with um imposter syndrome because (laughs) like at some point when you get there you just figure it out yeah i mean if you're smart enough yeah so i don't know that i actually have an opinion for this because i feel like i have to first like fully understand what it is that i'm gonna answer before i say something i'm not supposed to and you guys come after me and like (laughs) try to be like that's not even what it's about so yeah that's what that is i feel like we probably just don't have a lot of experience with it for sure yeah i mean I've definitely like tweaked my resume back in the day. No, no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you don't feel that because it's like it's an internalized thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You're not just an imposter. You have imposter syndrome. Okay, okay. So. Um, how to handle dating apps? It's una película de terror at the moment. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, not on them, so I wouldn't know. How do you handle them? You're you get off of them. Take a break. I, yeah, I would say take a breather yeah. because even the time I've only done a dating app like in a to to make a video when we were like, I don't know, back in the in COVID times, in COVID times <laughs> where I was like bored and stuff. And I just it didn't feel right with me at the time. I don't know, like if I were to revisit it, how I would feel about it now. But at the time, I just felt like it was very like surface level and strange because i like to see people's like mannerisms and the way that they speak and like i like that like face-to-face interaction um because i think it saves you from investing your time and energy and your feelings into somebody that you probably aren't compatible with in person and stuff like that 
And then there's also like the dangers of like meeting a stranger. Depending on like in a public place, I think I would feel okay. Sorry, I have a hair. Which if you are on dating apps, I definitely recommend that you please get on a FaceTime call. If you are ever going to meet someone, if somebody's going to pick you up, get on a FaceTime call and make sure that that person is exactly who they say they are. And I only say that because I know of someone think, thankfully this never happened to me, but I do know of someone who has gotten catfished before because they didn't actually FaceTime this person. And I literally was like, why would you not get on a FaceTime to see what this person looks like before? What if you got height fished? What's high fished? I'm, I just made it up. Height fished. Oh, height fished. You can tell. You are like the I'm pro. I'm really fucking She's good at so telling good at, If you guys type. ever want, send the screenshots to Amy. If she has free time, yeah. she will consult for you. Because I swear to you, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show her a picture. And then she'll be like, oh, he's like 5'9". <laughs> yep, like he, told he is. You, he told you he's 5'11". He's 5'9". I'm like, damn. Yeah. And it'd be true. Well, first of all, if you're on Tinder, whatever, all those apps, whatever's out take there. two inches off <laughs> automatically and then be pleasantly surprised if they didn't lie. But yeah. I would I would venture Unless to say. Unless they're really, really tall, then you know. You know by their pictures. Exactly. But I would venture to say only like one percent of the male population is honest, honest. about their yeah. their height yeah, and it's usually the tall ones to be like i'm this tall and it's like bro you're like two inches shorter Shut yeah it's always two inches yeah they about think, one to two but for and sure then you confront them about it and they're like the doctor said i'm like the doctor could say all he the wants the doctor told me i'm 5 11 too and we don't see eye to eye sir <laughs> so don't come over here you paid the doctor <laughs> that's, oh and another thing is that's what you put on your license like like the doctor don't write that shit you write it uh, yeah that's true at the dmv real life dating and uh online dating i really strongly suggest that you don't give anybody your address until you guys are at least a couple dates in so that you figure out if they got like something wrong like a wrong vibe about yeah, them or yeah, energy yeah. like stalking or yeah like, like that. weirdos definitely like try to be super safe about it especially if you live alone but if you don't live alone like still be super safe about it because there are stalkers there are weird people out there who could potentially like really be Bother like you. watching your every move to see when you're home when you're not when you leave where you go and you just really want to be careful you, you know your peace is so important and it's For not sure. worth a dating app mishap yeah so honestly um going back to the whole dating app and it's shitty at this moment take a breather and if you want to date go out go to the park walk with a smile have make, conversations make eye contact make eye contact make conversations with the people ringing you at the like at trader joe's like make conversations people look at all of this stuff and eventually things happen so do your thing okay like yes okay um let's get to two more because we got a couple but we don't want to make the episode super super long um that's funny because this one says this one's also talking about dating, uh, but dating like nowadays after a long-term relationship ending, it's nothing like before. I don't know what you mean by like, it's nothing like before, but how do you feel about dating after a long-term relationship? 
I kind of get the the it's nothing like before. Like it's kind of like Drake. Like nothing was the same. Okay. Like like like. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Drake. No 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 no. In the sense of like maybe before you might have been more social, which made it easier to meet people, but. You're just seeing it as like, okay, I'm single now. Like, how am I going to meet somebody? You're seeing it as lack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so when you let things kind of flow and you just kind of put yourself out there, I feel like eventually some like a fish is going to bite. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I believe that. And so and then from the fishes that bite, you still got to have discernment. You still got to have standards. And then, you know, they go on. To, you know, it's like they're going on to like the next round. Yeah. You can literally prepare yourself in your singleness for your next relationship and literally like call this person in by getting ready and by already feeling in love and by already feeling the feelings that you would feel by having this forever partner next to you. The problem is that you are so focused on the fact that you don't have this partner that you are attracting the lack and what is missing versus the feelings of love and of affection that you want to feel with this person. Um, another thing about what she said, because she's like after a long term relationship and it's nothing is like before, quote unquote, your last experience was probably the person that you were together with. And so you were probably he probably put in a certain type of effort. You guys vibe to a certain point to where you would be in a long term relationship with them. And so that's your last memory of dating. Yeah. And so you're going to compare now starting cold, like fresh out of a relationship, probably, um, and maybe not having worked on yourself, like physically, mentally and spiritually to where it's like you might not get approached by, you know, the number one on the roster type of dudes. You might be getting approached by the guys on the bench. Right. Yep. Um, low effort type of stuff. And so I feel like when you're in a relationship, you get treated a certain way to where when you become single, you feel almost entitled to that type of treatment. Um, well, that depends. Cause what if she was treated like shit? Well, I'm saying like, um, like prioritizing you yeah, and like, but usually kind of you end a relationship because they're not prioritizing. Yeah. You. That's what I'm saying. That might, but that might not have been like the whole, maybe she was prioritized and then she, like she got cheated on. I don't know when she was like, yeah, right, like we don't really know yeah. your situation specifically. A lot of things can happen and yeah, it's nothing. I mean, if we, if we look at the 1920s, it's nothing like before. You know that's what, what I mean? I'm saying. Like I, I get it. But at the same time, it all comes from within. Like we have to, and I, I've told you this before, where it's like we attract at the level of frequency and vibration that we're at. So if you're attracting in the most blunt way to say this, shitty men is because your energy is giving shitty men. So you need to work on yourself. You need to work on your self-love. You need to work on you. And then you can attract and go to a higher frequency to get something better. Does that mean that somebody off the dust is not going to come and be like, oh, I am Prince Charming, but really they're not? 
they might still come and try it but now you're gonna have more discernment to be like no boom you're not it i'm not even gonna waste a date on you because i already know that that's not what i want but it all starts with us mm-hmm. and it all starts with where you're at now after your long relationship have you given yourself time at all to heal have you given yourself your yourself time at all to go through the grieving process and motions or are you just already trying to not even go through that and focus on the next partner because it'll catch up to you baby girl eventually it will yeah and that's what i mean the way i i perceive that comment it's it, it comes from a very like mentality that a lot of women actually have where it's like fuck nunca lo voy a encontrar fuck like there's nowhere it's just like these men don't exist anymore but if you exist there's a man that is going to match every single thing that you want in a partner yeah so i didn't mean to tell you off i'm sorry if that's what like it came out as it really wasn't but I think it's just even we just finished talking about online dating to where I feel like all of us are on the mentality of like, yeah, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of fish in the sea, you know, and all. But I'm saying like the men, the men see perceive women in that way. Right. Yeah. And so you might be having a negative um, dating experience now because of them having that type of attitude where it's like everybody's replaceable. Right. But that's why you make yourself into somebody that they just can't see themselves like getting better i guess or someone that really like fits in all the cat the same way that you're looking for a partner with certain characteristics they're looking for a partner with good characteristics as well and so when you become that person it's gonna be a lot less likely for them to treat you a certain type of way if they're a good man yeah you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure Okay, let's answer a last question. How to better handle overwhelming, unpredictable life circumstances? Goddamn, goddamn. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I I can go first because I I know shit. We both got a lot to say about this topic, (laughs) but I would say the number one thing is to react to life and not anticipate these bad things happening because I see a lot of people around me who are waiting for the ball to drop on a lot of things and have a lot of fears. And so when you're in that fear mentality and these unfortunate things happen to you, it's like you're already starting at a negative instead of being in a good place to where you could manage these hardships in a way better way than if you're you're in the negative because you are already trying to anticipate these bad things happening to you. So I've learned that the more, even when the bad things are happening, the more I try to fight the the hole that I want to keep digging myself into in during that time, yes, you feel your feelings. Yes, you cry. Yes, you acknowledge what's going on. But you also realize that regardless of what happens, life is going to keep going and you can't succumb to these things because it's life it's literally gonna happen and just not anticipate them because you're just living in that place like yeah the sun is gonna shine every day 
the sun is going to come up every day. And I think that a good point you made by not anticipating is that sometimes there we're anticipating them so much and we're feeling the fear how we're going to feel when it actually happens and we're already trying to process what hasn't happened yet yeah and sometimes it doesn't even happen so you already put yourself through fucking hell because you were expecting this to happen and to go the worst way possible when it probably went the best way possible right now I don't think you can ever prepare yourself for the unforeseen. I don't think you can. Like, you just can't. Like, you can say, oh, I'm over this. I'll be all right. Or, fuck, I'm going to die and I'm going to da da da. You don't know what it will be like until you're there. Because you don't know how you're going to find out. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's all out of your control. Boom. Everything that is happening around us is out of our control. Anything that happens to us, sometimes we feel attacked, but it happens for us. And really, it's out of our control. At the end of the day, we can only control ourselves, not the circumstances, or not the people around us and what happens around us. So really just leave live each day as it comes because tomorrow will bring its own worries and its own trials and tribulations i don't know what verse of the bible that is but it's somewhere in there that's a word yeah so definitely live today for today and tomorrow will come with its own stress you know it really will like tomorrow's about to be windy as hell and i'm not looking forward to it but it is what it is okay like but you'll be blessed to see it yeah, yeah exactly i'll be blessed to see it and like i said the sun will go up it will continue to come up and we're going to continue to have the same 24 hours and what you do with them and how you choose to live or worry or live in fear or go through your day has nothing to do with anybody else but you. So you got to take control and charge of your own life. And as things happen, then, you know, we we roll you with the punches. You deal yeah. with them accordingly. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And also, I just wanted to throw in there because it's normalized to be like anticipating things and preparing for things. But honestly, sometimes like ignorance is bliss and the sense of like when you live in a conscious way of like saying like I'm not going to sweat the small stuff and I'm not going to be afraid of the what ifs, what could be, whatever, Murphy's Law, whatever you want to call it. Like you don't put your body through that stress. And I've made myself sick from stress of worrying about could it be this what i what if this happened you know and it just doesn't serve you so yeah. try to like, consciously make an effort not to stress out about we have shit you don't gotta so stress out about <laughs> much power over our bodies that we don't even know the things that we can call into our lives and that 
is with good things and that is also with bad things. And if you're spending all of that energy and worrying for something bad happening, start using that energy to think about how you will feel and how you will um, be and live with things that you actually want to call happen into your life. and call into your life. Yeah, You want a partner, you want money, whatever it is that you want, already start thinking how you're going to feel when you get that paycheck. When you get that discount that you didn't even know was going to be there, when your perfect partner comes in and all that love that you're going to feel, start to feel those feelings and stop worrying so much or focusing your attention so much on the negative aspect of things. There's so much negative that we can focus on, but it is how we choose to focus our thoughts that will actually give us what's best for us. And after, um, I could say like a mutually like tough year, like, you know, I feel like for everybody, what are we doing right now? We're still going to work. We're still living our life. Like literally the storm passes and you, God does not give you more than you can handle. Yeah. So, and the sun's still shining. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're here, you guys. Thank you so, so much for putting in everything that you did on this Instagram post. If we didn't get to your topic, maybe we'll get to it another time. If you want us to touch on a specific topic and more, more in depth, let us know down below. Thank you always for giving us your submissions and for being here to support us, to watch us and to listen to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts until next week. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.